Welcome back to episode 11 of the Becoming More podcast. I am joined today by Mike Sternfels. Uh, Mike and I have known each other for since last summer um, when he was on the Fat Guy Forum with Gormy, who was guest num- the first guest on this show. Um, and we have some things in common and some things not, but it'd be great to have him on. So, Mike, thanks for coming on today. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> how, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good for the most part. Yeah, uh, I, I, I know you're starting nursing school next week. So, how excited are you for that? Are you like just scared shitless? <laughs> well, it actually doesn't fully start next week. I had a little mishap where the school misunderstood my transcript, which. I don't know if I'm, can I curse on it. Yeah, you, you can. Um, I I I I said scared shitless. So this this episode is is releasing August fifth. Oh, right. so oh, right. so then yeah, I'll be starting nursing school at that point. So hopefully, anatomy will be just fantastic. But <laughs> to give context to that, just uh, no, nah, they said it was fine as long as they had anatomy one done for going to school. But they changed something at some point that they want anatomy one and two done together somewhere else because the way their anatomy one with their anatomy one may not line up. So they want you to have it done at the same place. So in order for me to start in August, then I had to take anatomy two at the same place. I did anatomy one. So I'm doing like an accelerated course from June 1st to like August 10th and then nursing school. So like the 18th or 19th. Well, at least that's in your field, right? So you should be okay. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes. I, 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 I took A&P when I was in college for bachelors and that, yeah, was, that was pretty brutal um I'm but not, I, I it was not my um i work i do stuff in tech i have a tech role so I, I, it's, it's way different yeah see the thing is it's not like i'm not nervous about it because it's something i'll enjoy but what i don't like is that it's accelerated because i took the last time i took an accelerated summer course like this mm-hmm. it's just sped up and there's a lot of tests like very quickly together yeah yeah I, I, t- I took an accelerated statistics class when i was in Penn State and it was like what five, six weeks or five weeks or something yeah and it just was like bang like the whole time was just like bang 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 because we'd have like I think we had two nights and we had like three out three and a half hours each night of it yeah so that's what gets me in my class it's it pretty much goes Monday Wednesday this is including mm-hmm. lab it's mm-hmm. 10 to 5 p.m Monday Wednesdays wow not all of it's in person because of COVID. It, it's a, uh, I don't know how they're working it. They said they'd release it as the class starts that like it's high flex. Like you might meet only on Wednesdays in person, or maybe you meet just the entire week in person. And the next week you don't, uh, I'm a little confused because they haven't gone back to me. And I'd kind of like to know now yeah. what I'm supposed to do. It's not that far. It's only like a 30 minute drive to the campus, but um, yeah. So hopefully that'll be fine. But yeah, the nursing school starts in the next week or two after you hear this. Yeah, awesome. I have everything ready for that. I bought my uniform for it. Uh, a lot of stuff I needed to have prior. Um, I don't know. I'm more excited about that than the anatomy class, and I'm not even at that point yet. Yeah. So, like, awesome. So um, what I like to ask everybody on the show is kind. Of, I like to ask the bottom line of like your weight loss journey so far. So if you had to give like a couple sentence, like description of where you're at, what, what, what would that be? Uh, to me, I'm somewhere between um, maintaining and trying to lose a little bit more. 
Um, I feel like so far it's been highly successful. I've lost roughly between 360 to 380 pounds. Yeah, that, 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 that's not a small number. So I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Because, yeah. um, I mean, I, I know you were, you were right about 600, right? Uh, probably. Yeah. I, would, I would guess probably about 600, maybe slightly above, maybe slightly less. It just okay. got to a point where scales of the doctor's office didn't work and like they were just guessing and mm-hmm. with, with stuff. And... Yeah, it wasn't like for me, it wasn't until I was at the hospital and they had me on a scale that could go up that high. <laughs> and I was like, huh, I didn't have no. And I, uh, I remember that first it was in kilograms and I had no idea what, I guess it was like 220 kilograms was or something, yeah. or some number. And I was like, I was like, I don't know what that is. And then, and then they translated it for me. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that was like my highest number that's still in my Instagram bio. <clears throat> but so, so you got up to 600. Um, grown, so obviously you, you, it started somewhere. So like, when it was like the first time that you remember that you were like fat? Cause like, so I like to give this example. You were like, uh, Ever. Like what was the first time you remember like being like. I like the first time I was like, oh shit, I might be fat. Yeah, even if it was like a little kid or no, like... was a kid. Yeah, I was in like to me, like it always sticks out. Like there was another kid who's he's lost a lot of weight too. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not in contact with him. I just know that he has. It was another kid that was also very, very overweight because of school. We were both in like third or fourth grade, maybe, and I was like really, really like not very open about talking about it because it made me uncomfortable mm-hmm. even at like an age like that. Mm-hmm. But like he was super super open about it and it was like he wanted to compete almost like to who was heavier <laughs> and like he said how much it was and then i said how much i was and like he was super loud about it like saying the number and it was just like you know it's other people around you can hear but it was at that moment that i realized i was like oh you know what i am a lot bigger than a lot of these other kids in this class yeah then from there i was like you know as you get older like kids would bully me in like you know grade school middle school high school so was there a point that as you're growing up that like family like try to intervene and get you to, like you know diet or like try it because i mean we're we're roughly the same age um so like did you have any do any like fad diets like <clears throat> of like the 90s uh that were or like slim fast or you know take your pick or go on weight watchers or anything like that when you were no, heavier now like see the thing is like I definitely had conversations. It was more on my part, I think, with, like, mostly my dad. Like, hey, I really want to lose weight. What should I do? And then, like, nothing would happen. Okay. Um, I think at some point I tried looking into SlimFast, but I didn't understand. Like, I kind of understood it, but, like, when I was a kid. I didn't have a job, so it wasn't like I was buying them. And I don't think I could convince my dad to buy it for me. They also tasted awful. I, and I'm not also suggesting that that would have been a smart choice either because I was a kid. But in my yeah. head, it seemed, like, reasonable. Yeah, I, I, know, I tried them before and they always tasted horrible. I know. Uh, I I so they were horrible. Yeah, they were horrible. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I mean, like, you ever drink YooHoo? Yes. Like, YooHoo's not very good either, like compared to like regular chocolate milk. But like the slim yeah. fast chocolate was like ten times worse than the YooHoo. That's what I think your most diet, yeah, marketed diet stuff is. But yeah, not that I've done a lot of it. But uh, Weight Watchers was another one. I didn't actually do it but i knew someone that did mm-hmm. and like i had checked it out because it, i think it was like high school and it was exactly to me like the stereotype of what i thought weight watchers was gonna be it was a bunch of people way older than me i want to say like old ladies mm-hmm. and a lot of them probably didn't even like 
not to sound like an asshole, but like probably didn't want to me they weren't heavy enough where they should probably be like doing weight watchers it was like you know they want to lose like five pounds yeah yeah and but, but I mean, that, like i know it sounds like a jerk thing to say like i get it like well, regardless of what weight you are you might want to feel like you need to lose more yeah. but it wasn't to my extreme of being you know like in high school i don't remember i was like 350 also so many of so much of it is like weight watchers is a business so they want to get those people that are going to be constant customers right that have to lose like yeah. 10 20 pounds and then they're back like they'll take a few months off then they'll come back because i want to get back to that beach body or whatever that the reason yeah, is that so they're losing i get it obviously you can't have all you know your customers be a certain thing but like to me it's like i just didn't feel like one some girl probably like 40 years older than me is going to really relate to the things I'm talking about. Cause I thought it was more like a support group, if anything, Yeah. not so much about the diet. Like I know it's changed and I've heard a lot more based on what people have said recently about it. So like what I thought it was and what it actually is, is a lot different, but I never yeah. actually did it. So yeah, I, I, I did some, I did a sim, similar thing to them, but not, not the actual WW. Um, so as you're growing, you mentioned that as you're growing up, like you had like um, you got bullied about your weight and all that, and you had the guy that was like the same but wanted to comp- compete. Yeah. Um, did you have anything like so uh, as you get to like to end of high school, like about how heavy were you then? I don't know for sure how much I was like freshman year or a sophomore or anything like that, but I. The one thing that sticks out in my head is when I was a junior, I really wanted to play football because uh, a lot of the kids who, to me, were like the popular kids who I was kind of becoming friends with at that point somehow mm-hmm. tried to get me to go. And I, I went to the weight room to work out with the football players like a few times and I couldn't get my parents' signature so they wouldn't let me play. But <laughs> I do remember going on the scale and it was like I was just like surprised. Like I knew I was heavy. I just didn't know I was that heavy. It was like 380 or 390. Okay. And I was like a junior in high school. I All right. So, so when you graduated, roughly 400. Probably, but, yeah. But, but, but then you got up to 600-ish. Yeah. Right. So what was it that got you from like the 400 end of high school to like 600, what was it, like five years ago or so-ish, I think, if I remember right? Probably a little more than that. Now. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so, yeah, yeah. so what was it that got you, like, because I mean, we all have like those different things, like whether it's like, you know, you, you're in like college and you gain it like oh, you, get, you get the freshman yeah, so, 50 or like you you know you're well, at your first job and like you have like all this money that you get and then free time and then you're like i'll just have all the cheetos that i can buy it is a, i mean a mix of things like high school to me like it started ramping up a lot faster because uh our school let you leave during lunchtime Mm-hmm. to get your own lunch so like i was in control of what i was eating at least for lunch and uh i mean obviously i was probably in control of what i ate at home too but not mm-hmm. to this extreme because yeah the places that are in walking distance to my high school was like um wendy's kfc a restaurant uh white castle was in driving distance which i could drive at that point mcdonald's a pizza place a chinese food buffet 7-eleven dunkin donuts um, yeah so, so so plenty of options yeah and trust me like i don't even know how much money i got from my parents every day for lunch but going to like mcdonald's and order on like dollar menu i eat so much terrible options it was like oh mm-hmm. i'm gonna eat like three or four double cheeseburgers for a dollar like why not and yeah like, 
Yeah, and then um, there's always the option to like you go to multiple drive-through windows to get different to get a variety, right? Yeah, I don't think I did that, but I definitely went to like the Chinese food buffet or like went to McDonald's and I was like, I'm spending all my money for all this food that I really shouldn't be eating. And like, I definitely never had healthy food at any of these places. Like, I don't think I ever ate at Dunkin' Donuts unless I was going like on like a like a lunch date ish kind of thing with like a girls that I was friends with. Mm. Okay, that's where they want to go. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but as far as college oh sorry yeah go ahead i was gonna say as far as college though it definitely like that was more of i'd say for me um a lot of lifestyle changes at that point too is where my weight started ramping up at that point was just like um i was just going to classes pretty much Mm -hmm. and then going home and like playing video games a lot and i was also eating a lot more on top of it because i could i had more free time and i there's no one else around and it's like oh i can just go buy this and then go out there and drive and so it was yeah. like high school except way worse but yeah because because all your meals you had the freedom right yeah instead of just the lunch yeah and the more. truth is even with high school i probably had more i was eating way more snacks probably outside of like dinner and i don't mm. think i ever really ate breakfast but um college was definitely like oh i'm gonna go to all these other things and like then there's alcohol involved with like friends and like yeah. my friends are also eating terrible too to make it even worse so I was yeah like, all right so this is just like a landslide from there it's kind of like an accumulation of factors getting as you get get move up and up in the weight and then like um because like you said like video games i mean i know i mean i played video games too back then i don't really play them as much anymore because I, I don't know. My, my attention span just isn't there as much. Like, I'm just yeah. like, priorities. I, in life. I'll play Madden. Like I'll play Madden cause it's mindless. Uh, and, and I have friends, like I'm in, um, I have a few, like a group of friends that we play every year. We all like get it and then like play a league. And like, we play for like, we play like five seasons before we get bored with it. And then, yeah. and then we're done. I, and, and, and that's just fine. I don't like that now. Yeah. But, um, but a lot of other stuff I just don't want to playing. Um, so, so, so you're in college you get you get up to a certain weight like in in your adult life and then what was like the so obviously at some point you decide to go on this journey of losing 365 plus let's say was there like a certain event that happened or like was it like just an accumulation of things that happened that caused you to want to change all right so there's one thing that i left out that i was gonna add in that's it's kind of mixed together about that change at some point i just i was tired of what was going on and i did try to lose weight i started walking every day and mm-hmm. i noticed it was getting hard for me like i think i actually lost weight but i'll never know for sure this is just the gas in my head i was trying to eat better and i went walking multiple times a day and i wasn't at 600 yet. okay I noticed when I'd go on a lot of these walks, my eyes would hurt from the sun and I didn't think much of it. I just, I I, I don't know. I just, I should have taken it more seriously that, you know, this isn't normal kind of thing. But when I was in, I was still in school. I want to say it's probably like 2010, maybe I'm just throwing a year. That sounds right in my head. I don't know for sure, but um, I woke up one morning and I couldn't see out of my, both my eyes and uh it wasn't like black it was like dark dark gray oh wow 
and eventually it was like five to ten minutes later my vision returned to normal but it was like a slow progression of like dark gray to light gray to like kind of see things to white to normal ish Mm -hmm. blurry and it happened a few times and then i was getting these and then after you know the day would go on i'd go outside and all of a sudden the light would just kill me and both my eyes would just shut and it would go away and then it wouldn't happen the next day so like after a while i was like oh this isn't normal i went to my doctor she didn't know what it was but she said you know it's an eye issue you really should go to your eye doctor instead because she noticed a, a white spot on my right eye mm-hmm. and like i didn't even notice it when i looked in a mirror i went to my eye doctor and they told me to do a lot of different things for like over like two to three weeks like I, I don't remember what it's called i guess it's not important but they gave me like a substance to put in my like a medication that was like the same consistency as like vaseline wow. and i had to rub it in my eyelids and then after doing that and the whole time the guy says to me we don't know what it is what's going on we're gonna send you to a specialist I go to the specialist. He knew wait, wait, wait. So wouldn't they like, you think that they would do that before they have you rub this Vaseline? Yeah, exactly. Medication that on you, right? That got me so mad. I was like, wait, so why have I been taking this medication for like almost a month? Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't even know what was wrong with me, but I'm taking medication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like really irritated. And I'm still to this day, like the guy could have sent me the first day to a specialist. And I, I, yeah. I mean, I don't think it would have made a huge difference in the long term, but... <laughs> in my head you but, wasted but, yeah yeah jeez okay he, he knew immediately what it was he's like oh um it's a definitely a cornea issue um and he looked at it and he's like mm-hmm. well first off you have a rupture in your cornea like you need to have a transplant like it's too far gone mm-hmm. like you're gonna need a transplant for it and then he told me at that point that i have like a genetic condition that no one ever knew about that uh the shape of my cornea is just like more like a football instead of a globe. Okay. Wow. So it caused a rupture. And then I had to do a bunch of preventive surgery for my left eye, um, which was just like peeling off the front layer down to the cornea and lifting it up and then putting like vitamin B Mm -hmm. I think on it. And then sitting under like a UV lamp for like 30 minutes and then waiting for it to heal, which takes like two, two, three months. Wow. but the right eye, no. I need to have a full transplant, and that was like a really, really long recovery. So, I had to so do a lot of medication I, for it, and I couldn't be out in light. I couldn't drive, so I was literally just like stuck in my room. Uh, and, listening. and how how long was that? How long? Yeah, how long was the recovery for the second one that you? Because you said it was a really long recovery. Um, it depends on like which aspects of it, like the Vicodin and stuff. I was on way longer than like a recommendation for like a Vicodin. Like I want to say it was almost like six months for that. Wow. Uh, but as far as driving, I didn't drive from like 2010 till I think summer of 2016. Wow. So I couldn't drive that whole time. Because of um, the, because of the eye issue. Yeah. Cause I couldn't see that great and it was very blurry and I could see, um, multiple like images mm-hmm. like the my best way to describe it to other people is not to the same extreme but like a kaleidoscope oh wow like you look at an image and then you see a part of it just kind of like floating in a different spot where it shouldn't be and wow. couldn't drive because of that and the vision on top of it was really bad 
so so like fast forwarding to today to today like what's your vision like now is it back to like like what it used to be before you had these like problems no i I have glasses now well i had glasses then but i didn't really need them now i need my glasses to drive Mm -hmm. Um, i feel like i can function all right with most tasks without my glasses now uh my vision in my left eye is actually better than it was then because of the preventive surgery yeah the right eye though is it's very blurry and it's really bad but with classes i can do just about anything i'm not restricted or anything like that well well, that's good yeah Yeah, and they said it might get better still as the years go on but i can never have like contacts unless i get hard contact lenses i tried those i can never get them to work so we kind of dropped that one okay um can never have lasik surgery which also my brothers found out too because apparently they also have the genetic condition they went to my doctor to get LASIK surgery and he told both of them that they both have the same thing and they can't have it. And he wanted to do a case study on them because he had never seen multiple siblings have the same genetic issue (laughs) for that. (laughs) I was like, that's really cool. Right. (laughs) Except for the part where they're just like so sad. They saved all this money for that surgery and couldn't get it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, so, so did, did they do the this the genet- like study or whatever? That the yeah, they did. To, yeah, they, they both needed to have the preventive surgery on both eyes, and they did them at the same time. Oh wow! But they were both both back within work and like within a month or two. Okay. And he wow. did the surgeries on the same day for them too. I was like, <laughs> nice. Now you guys know what it's like for me, except mine was worse. <laughs> yeah, but, you, you were the uh, you were the guinea pig, right? Pretty much. Um, I was like so disappointed. I was like why so, so I'm, I'm guessing i mean I, I know part of the story too but but i'm guessing um that a lot of your like also while you're at home and you couldn't like go to you couldn't drive you couldn't do st- things yeah like that's also contributed to your weight gain as well yeah i mean the problem was just that uh different things but like you know together is a huge problem like the video games and stuff i was literally doing it from like the moment i would wake up till i'd go to bed pretty mm-hmm. much because I, I couldn't do anything else even playing video games was hard i wore like sunglasses to like watch the screen and like it still hurt and i just so i wasn't even doing that all the time i was like listening to like uh wasn't spotify what was it back then pandora i think pandora, it was called. yeah and like listening to like audiobooks and stuff like that like and just laid in bed so like zero activity level and then any food that i have would have to be delivery or something that someone else bought and it usually wasn't the best options it was like frozen pizzas and stuff like that and just like not only was i eating this i was eating a lot of stuff like that on top of it yeah uh, it's kind of like your own little version of my 600 pound life if you've For ever seen that part, show because yeah. because like they always show the people that would either enable them or just the amount of stuff they get delivered yeah, and that my big thing was the delivery because I got on disability when I went on uh, when I had the cornea transplant, mm-hmm. and you know having all this extra income and not doing anything else and yeah. having to spend anything, it's like oh look at all this food I'm gonna get. <laughs> but uh, it'd be like oh I get like pizza for lunch and then to get Chinese food for dinner and eat way too much of both and eat all of it myself. Yeah, which is like it makes me laugh now, but it's like I didn't even bad enough, you know, bad night to any of that. <laughs> pun intended huh yeah um so 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 you do all this like you have this time so at what point was it that you like um decided to 
try to lose weight like, this time before it stuck? Like, did you meet with like a doctor or um, was it like a family like intervention that they're just like, we need you to like, you're getting too big um, or was it anything else that led to it? Um, there, I mean, there's a few things in my opinion that kind of got me like motivated to do it there's like two big ones to me and then just like a lot of minor stuff the the minor stuff was like i was having problems with my legs they were like super swollen uh with water and stuff because i wasn't active and i was sitting all the time my feet were super swollen they were Mm -hmm. my legs were like starting to change colors yeah um i was getting a lot of discoloration and like i was getting um like cellulitis stuff like that and just a lot of like infections and like other stuff and like it was getting really hard also to like you know buy clothes and like do simple tasks like even like walking around the house and like you know just like stuff that you take for granted that's like super easy but it's like now it's a chore and it's a hassle and like yeah, yeah like yeah. even walking you know like walking upstairs or something would be you know yeah like i struggled to walk up my stairs to where my bathroom and bedroom are where it was like such a pain to walk up those stairs and like i'd be out of breath and i'd be sweating just from like mm-hmm. going up the stairs yeah and uh it's just it's just those minor stuff were starting to become a problem so i started going to the doctor but like my goal wasn't really to lose weight it's just like well now i have an opportunity it's like i have health insurance and it's like i'd go and i'd be like eh, whatever which so- is like a shitty outcome so so did your doctor then like start to get nudge you towards like that you need to lose weight or i mean i mean i know they all always say talk about your weight right because anytime that Actually, you're big the guy you, that i went to the first time yeah. he didn't say anything about it he's like you already know yeah pretty much he's like you probably won't make it to 30 at the rate you're going up like and i don't know how much old it was probably 27 maybe 28 yeah so it wasn't that far off from 30 but it's just like all right um but no like a few months later like at that point because like i had moved at that point but um to where i am now but like the two big ones for me is like one of my friends um that i used to talk to talk to a lot more than uh she told me like you know about the transplant and like you know um in the nicest way of putting it like you know someone had to have like died somehow don't really know how and then they're you know cornea is what you have now yeah so like you can't let it go to waste like someone you know is essentially dead for you to have that opportunity to like have vision like you need to do something with it um very true i mean it can be a little brutal when you first hear it but yeah and like i I thought about it more and like that was uh one of the motivators uh slightly jumping ahead i tried because everyone always asks I don't know anything about the donor. I tried. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I wrote like letters to them. They never responded, like telling them a bit about my story and stuff. And like, was hoping to learn more about the person, but they never responded. I don't even know if they really got them. I sent it to my eye doctor and like, they forwarded it to the eye bank and they said they would handle it. And it was up to them to respond if they wanted to, they had my contact info. Okay. Yeah. That's never fair. Really sure it, but uh, the second motivator was my older brother told me that um, that his wife was pregnant mm-hmm. and that they were going to... I don't know if he actually knew yet or if he was guessing. I think it was kind of early by like the time frame in my head of when she was born to when he told me. I don't think he actually knew, but like hypothetically said, oh, you know, we're having a baby girl and like, you know, if you want to like be a part of our life to like see her grow up, you're going to have to make changes and stuff. So 
like I can do it. I can try to help you if you need help. But, you know, you're going to have to make these changes, you know, if you want to be around for it. Yeah, and and I'm sure that was another one where you're like it's it's true, <gasps> but you kind of are like not sure um how to take it maybe when you first yeah, hear cuz cuz like, it upset. can be pretty brutal, right? And it, yeah. it gets up it does get you upset cuz you're like you, you know that you shouldn't like you really shouldn't be as at, that out of shape or that level of yeah. uh s- s- of a sedentary life right yeah and it's just like i didn't know what to do and like i thought um i don't know i know i was upset i was definitely just like irritated that he said something to me about it but no one had ever really said much about it to be honest Mm -hmm. i think my parents at that point were starting to get on me about it more but um i mean I, i know i was an adult but still they're just like hey like you know this isn't really normal it's not okay it's but um as far as like friends like it's not that they didn't care i just felt like they thought it was awkward to like they didn't know how i'd handle it maybe i don't know they just never really said anything but i know they definitely cared yeah i mean i mean a lot of us you know that get to that size uh you know because even if you're you still got it now you're like oh nobody nobody say anything but if somebody said something to you when you were that size what would be your reaction awkward yeah or, or like, like you'd exactly. be like man i mean man f off right <laughs> like, yeah, or something moment, like that like someone said something and once i got really pissed yeah so so after like you know um you mentioned your brother uh talked to you about it and your friend who mentioned the don't donation of the for the eye surgery so after after you get these two things that happen like um what was it that you did next to try to start like figuring out how to lose weight like um i went to a new, a new doctor okay um because the one i had was just a temporary one so i got a primary uh with the new health insurance mm-hmm. and my goal was to because everyone at that point like i didn't know a ton of people still but like the people that i kind of knew in the area since i lived here like i wasn't really going out much so very limited but the people i talked to uh everyone suggested the same thing to get um like uh, I, f- I always forget what it's called and i feel really silly right now but uh like sleeve or like the uh, 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 gastric bypass or gastric sleeve yeah vsg and, right they told me to do it so i suggested it to my doctor mm-hmm. i was like i think i have to do this i don't really know what to do and he was just like you know i think it's a good step that you want to do this and you're willing to jump right in and ask for the referral but he's like i don't want to write the referral yet um till i'm confident you're serious about it and he said because they're going to tell you to do the same thing that i'm telling you now so if you can do what they're going to ask you first with me i'll write you a referral i know some people in the area who do the surgery all the time and are really really you know um good at this like they do it a lot like it's in mm-hmm. health you know like uh, really good people that he would send me to. Um, so basically, he's like, you just need to lose weight first. And like, uh, the scale wasn't working, obviously. But he's like, you know, you'll know. And like, I was like, all right. Um, his recommendation, though, for me was just start trying to be a little more active. Like, he knows that walking isn't very, you know, it's not easy for me um, to just try to walk more. 
um, and just stop drinking alcohol and stop drinking soda and only drink water. He said coffee was fine though, mm-hmm. but I wasn't at the time. I wasn't really drinking coffee, so it was pretty much just water. Um, I, w- I didn't really drink alcohol that much, but it definitely was something I had. Soda that was huge for me. I was drinking soda like even just diet soda, like multiple bottles a day. Yeah. Um, but even just doing that for the first month of just switching to water, I lost like a ton of weight. Like, I'm not sure how much, but I could just tell with clothes. And like, he couldn't believe it when I saw him in that month. So we did it for a second month. And then he's like, okay, now I want you to try um, changing your diet a bit. And his suggestion was, um, it's essentially to me, low carb, not, not keto, but just like cutting mm-hmm. out a lot of like bread, pasta, stuff like that. I forget what, it, what he was calling a uh, low glycemic diet. Yeah. And so okay. like I ate a lot of fr- fruit and like broccoli and like uh, started eating a lot more chicken. A lot of this was like, you know, obviously my choice, but thinking I was doing what he wanted. I think it kind of was in some ways, but um, just doing that and just adding the more walking, I started losing more and more weight. And then um, I made an Excel spreadsheet of all the streets in my town and like measuring the distance with uh, Google Maps. So I was trying to get myself to just walk further every day, oh, even wow. if it was just like a little bit further. And like I'd leave notes of like where it was okay because I didn't really know my the town that well. Like I was trying to find like where there was benches that I could sit at, or places that I could sit, and then just measure distance. Yeah. So hey, like I got really into it. Let me pause for one second. Yeah. Is everything okay? Yeah. 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 I just right saw back. you looking around a bunch. So I wasn't sure. Yeah, I'm, looking was wrong. The, I'm looking for the dog leash. Uh, <laughs> so. And we're back. We have a bit of technical difficulty. Um, so before we had a break here, uh, Mike was talking about how he had mapped out his route on uh, benches that, uh, on, along his route. So Mike, take it, take it from there. Yeah, no, that was uh, pretty much it. I just mapped out using uh distances on google maps and then an excel spreadsheet of like the street names and like the distance i was trying to figure out just how far i'd go every day and try to push it just a little bit further like nothing crazy like even if it was like just half a little bit more in the street and then back yeah and uh that took me to you know quite a while ago i started losing weight i I wasn't as hard to do a lot of this stuff so i feel like i must have lost a little bit like a decent amount still but i have no idea Mm -hmm. um Cause I wasn't really going to the doctor as much to like weigh in, but um, somewhere during that point, I had gone back and I had turned down the uh, referral for the uh, specialist. Um, so, so, so why did you turn down the referral? Because you were doing so well on your own without needing the yeah, surgery. Yeah, I, I, to me, it was a mix of two things. One is I was doing really well, and I wanted to see how far I could push it before having surgery because like it was still on my radar that i'd probably have it at some point mm-hmm. because like i had never really tried to lose weight before like this so it was just like a mix of i kind of want to see how i can do first before i have to have it but the second is just because of like how long the recovery was from my eye transplant or sorry cornea transplant i was kind of nervous about the idea of having surgery again 
like what if something goes wrong or what if it ends up being a bad idea like i didn't like the idea of having surgery again like a major surgery yeah and it, that's why i kind of pushed it off to the point where i just decided not to okay and i always thought i'd go back to it and I never did but that's pretty much with that um so, so so over the course of like a few months like you lose a lot a lot of weight right yeah and um and so then you're like getting better with walking and then like did you eventually did you start like uh like going to a gym like going to the gym to like lift it all or was it just all walking at that point i want to say the first five six months were just walking and changing the diet and the water Mm -hmm. and like it was significant i wish i knew how much it actually was but i do know is that um a local uh, ymca in my town opened up and as soon as they did, I joined immediately, pretty much. And um, my big thing with that, like part of my story that they share a lot, even, is it's about five and a half miles or so from my house to there. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't driving yet. So I walked there. It took forever. I don't even remember, like three to three and a half hours maybe four so so you walked there the five and a half miles there yeah and then what did you do when you were there i uh went into the locker room and uh used the shower without a change of clothes and uh called uh i don't remember if it was my mom or someone else i knew to come get me that i needed a ride home Okay, so so you didn't actually like use the gym at all? I didn't even use it. I just wanted to see if I was capable of doing it because I knew that if I was gonna go there, I may not always have a ride or a way to get there. Okay. So I wanted to see if it was possible that I could do it myself. Yeah. And I learned that day that not having a ride was probably not the best option if I'm just done as soon as I get there. Yeah. So I wasn't gonna yeah. spend another two and a I mean, half, you know, three and a half hours walking home after that. Yeah. It's like a whole day event doing that, walking there and back. Like, why even get the membership then? But uh, when I did start going, though, um, I didn't know how to do anything because I'd never really gone to a gym before besides like, the stuff in high school. But I didn't really, mm -hmm. know, even really know how to use the equipment then. I was only there for like a week or two. But um, all I did is I used a treadmill and the track. They have like an indoor track. I just yeah. used the two things for like months. That's cool. I mean, I mean, at least you, especially like a I mean, I know, I know you're in New York State, so wintry months can get a little, a little dicey with yeah. the amount of snow. So, like, um, uh, I, I done it for months. Those things. Eventually, um, two things happened that really pushed me to do more. Um, their first year was technically like June to um, like December for like the 2015 year okay um when january came around for the next year i had received in the mail uh to come to the member services desk with the letter and i when i got there it was uh to congratulate me for being one of the top like 50 members with the most uh sign-ins okay that's and cool they gave me like a shirt and stuff and like i was super like excited about it mm -hmm. but um when i was there picking it up um, I met a guy at the member services desk who uh, he had seen me there like all the time. And like, 
because he realized I was going so much, like he tried to do like classes with me and like try to get me to like do more and not mm-hmm. just, you know, use a treadmill or walk on the track. So I did like a water fitness class with him. I don't even remember. It was a, uh, I don't know. If, I I mean I don't know about what other Ys have. I think you you go to a Y too, right? Yeah, they have water fitness and all um, kinds of different classes. The class is hydro running. You go in the deep end on a tether, and you just like run in place. Okay. That's and there were cool. some other classes I tried to. It was okay. It wasn't like my favorite, but it was something different, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Eventually, I tried using the lap lanes, but I'm I'm a very good swimmer, which is a different story in it. So. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, yeah I'm, I'm slow so like during the pandemic they had reservations for the swimming and i like that because i got my own lane didn't have to worry about anybody like going around me but not now it's like first come honest. first serve so there's no there's no more reservations i really wish i would have had an opportunity to do that mm. COVID during that time but uh yeah that was one thing i hated about it because i'd show up to swim because i, I did want to switch to swimming because i felt like i got a better workout and i enjoyed mm-hmm. doing something different Every time I'd go there, the lap lanes would be filled, and I didn't want to sit there and wait for a lane to show up. Yeah. So I so I didn't do it nearly as much as I wanted. But if it was open, I, that'd be the first thing I'd do. Like, oh, going in right now. Mm-hmm. So instead, I just did the walking and running, or sorry, the walking and the track. Okay. But um, eventually, I did one of the water classes with that member service guy who works in member services, and he uh introduced me to like the instructor after who had a weight loss story of herself how she lost a ton of weight she had um one of the surgeries and um how she's also a coach for the walk and the walk and running club um they have different levels there's like a beginner which is like walk to run and then a, a medium which is just like the running group and then their like advanced one is like the half marathon marathon training team. Okay, and and and, 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 and anybody that follows you on Instagram will know that like you run a lot. Yeah, so, that, so that, that that's where you got started into running. I'm assuming. Um, yeah, I started with the walk to run group, and then I've eventually since then have moved up now to being a part of their uh, half marathon marathon training group, which is pretty incredible considering you know a couple of years ago you. Like just 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 walking a little bit was you know a struggle, yeah like struggling right? to go up and down the stairs so like yeah. it ended up like so it was hard at first obviously for me like I kept trying to push myself with the suggestions they had it'd be a lot of walking and then a little bit of running to where then it got like more of a split and then eventually mostly running but yeah. um so so as as you're like running more and more. Like, did you find that, like, because, like, I know so many people, so many times with people, when they start to, like, ha- have a physical change, like, it affects their, them in other ways. Like, uh, you get, you get more confident in other areas of your life, not just the physical, like, you know, because, like, you couldn't run, like, you never thought you could run, right? When you're, like, big. Yeah. And, and, or, or, like, you had, I know I always had the thing, like, why would I want to go outside and sweat and, like, walk for, like, two hours? Right. Yeah. When I could just sit inside in the air conditioning during the middle of the summer. Pretty but so, so did, did you find like you getting more confident and like wanting to do more things that you didn't maybe didn't want to do before you uh, had lost a lot of weight and had gotten more active? Um, well, I mean, it definitely one pushed me to start working again. 
um, they actually approached me from uh, the director of the Y that I go to that they saw me there every day and they asked me if I had any interest in working with children which was like really awkward at first because it was like uh <laughs> what but um which I did when I went to school originally the first time um my major I wanted it to be education um, okay so like I had done childcare in high school for a class and like introduction to education and some education classes so it wasn't like so the answer, I guess, is yes, I did have some interest in working with children. Um, it, it, got, it is a pretty strange, like, just out of the blue yeah. thing, right? Well, to the, to the uh, person I'm, who I'm friends with, the director, uh, she was just pretty much like, the truth is I know it now that I'm just since I've been working for them, that they are really desperate for people. <laughs> uh, and I don't mean that as a slam, but like, I just know that's why they asked. They needed, they knew, or she knew about me, and uh, she knew that I live very close to one of the schools near me, mm. which they run a program there for childcare. Okay. Like with literally walking distance, like I can uh, see it from my house some days when the trees, le- the leaves aren't on the trees. Like it's only about a half mile All right. away. <laughs> so they that, only wanted me, yeah, they only wanted me to work. Uh, it was five days a week, but like it wasn't very long. It's like seven a.m. to like nine a.m. five days a week. Yeah. And if I did that, I would get free membership to the Y. Okay. So that's why they wanted me to do it. And honestly, I don't even think they cared if like I did anything. Just show up. Like we need bodies. Yeah. At that point, because things were bad at that point um, when I first huh. joined, which like feels shitty in my head now when I look back at it. Yeah. But like it was. It was fun. I, I worked with them. I really enjoyed it. Um, I I've I did it for like five years. Awesome. And eventually, I started doing afternoons and doing a lot more. And I moved up. And like, it's something I realized I actually enjoyed working with children, but not enough to not want to do. Like now, like I definitely want to do nursing. Like yeah. I definitely didn't want to go back for education. I just at this point, I was like not interested. But I do like working with children. Though. That's cool. Um, so, so uh, did, did you did you just like you just found like kind of your your groove, right? Like getting back into working. Yeah, so I was getting back into working, and, 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 and then and so you're like different things that weren't me, kind of thing. Like exploring more, doing more things that were not yeah. staying home and playing video games. Pretty much. Yeah. So, so one thing I know, I know we both had um, in. 2019 was uh about i think we had about a month apart we both had what's called a paniculectomy yeah um which for the uninitiated you can google it but you'll get a lot of not safe for work images uh when you do um so basically it's like a tummy tuck but they don't make it look nice um yeah looks terrible i'm gonna be honest for mine yeah so it doesn't look great on mine either um but you know basically the uh stomach is a panis and that's the panicula that's the pan part of the paniculectomy and they just cut excess like skin or if you have like ex- like other like lymphedema i, I know it's a, a lot of people have it for lymphedema that's what i had it for and they cut it off and then you know you, you don't you don't have this excess anymore but it doesn't look like all nice and fancy like a tummy tuck would where it, it looks like a beach body basically right um so, so 
so you got your i think you got yours in like like august ish right uh the 27th i believe of august 2019 hey that's good good memory for me um and then I, I, i got mine october 7th so we were about five weeks apart um so so what what was it that led you to wanting to get that done um well, I had tried months prior to get skin removal because at that point that I had it, I was down to, I was around like 230 pounds, 220 pounds, mm-hmm. which is pretty much where I'm at now. But um, I had tried and my insurance wouldn't cover any of it. Yeah. J- j- just like every other insurance, I think. Yeah, which I, I think it's like everyone. So I don't, it's nothing different. Like it shouldn't be like someone be like, wow, really? Unless you're from Canada, they probably do everything. <laughs> or maybe they don't. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so I went one day, um, it was in July. No, it was like very early August. I had Mm -hmm. been feeling sick. Um, I'd been drinking a lot more with friends at that point from my coworkers. And, uh, I thought I was just drinking too much is why I felt really shitty. Mm -hmm. But it turns out I had a really bad skin infection on my stomach it was causing like a fever and I was like throwing up and um I went and my doctor was like oh yeah like he's he noticed something that I didn't even notice I don't even remember what it was but like he knew that it was like this the a skin infection and then it yeah. was on like this the extra skin that would hang uh at the bottom of my stomach and uh they sent me to um plastic surgeon who I had already gone to who denied i got denied for everything for it but um he's like we'll try you know yeah and he told me don't get your hopes up but they sent me a message back like a week later or so and they're like they gave me some weird time frame which everyone finds really odd and i still do too but they were like <laughs> it was like a week and a half or two weeks to get the skin removal since you had the skin infection and you probably still have it which i think i still semi did but they need to make sure it was cleared first before they did surgery yeah but they were like you have this time frame you need to have it done before september oh wow or we won't cover it so they would only cover just the that surgery and it had to be done within like you know the two and a half weeks or whatever it is at that point so so it was related to the fact that you had the skin infection and they could probably probably get it covered under insurance because of the skin infection yep and wow that process for me was pretty easy. Uh, the parts that weren't is the day before surgery, I was on the phone with um, my insurance company. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted me to have, my doctor wanted me to have um, a wound back machine. Yeah. Which is supposed to just make the healing process significantly easier. He uses it for all his surgeries. But my insurance wouldn't cover it because they said there was no proof of a wound. <laughs> and I said many times, my surgeries tomorrow, there will most definitely be a wound. And then after the guy finally got it, he's like, oh, well, this is what you need to do. You need to wait till after surgery, have them have proof of it, and then send it in then, and we'll make sure it gets covered by the time you're done with surgery that's wow that's insane it's like wow okay he's like all right so that that worked out i the only mishaps i had were uh the day of 
when I woke up after surgery, mm-hmm. um, when I first went to the bathroom, I ended up uh, passing out. They yeah. said there was a release of uh, too much fluid that was stored in my bladder, was putting pressure on a like a, a vein or, or sorry, like a nerve or something behind it. Oh, wow. And just from releasing like urine, it yeah. caused a response where I fainted. Wow. Yeah. So I, I, I had, um, I didn't have a wound back, but when I had mine, um, I had a trouble with my blood pressure being too low. Like initially after the surgery, like I was in the hospital yeah. for like an extra two days because of it. Cause like, I remember I was supposed to go home like third after the third day and like my blood pressure was still like barely over a hundred. It was like 105, 103 over like 60 or something, which is like low. And I mean, my, my, my old one before I had lost a lot of my weight used to be like 140 over a hundred. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy. Like the little things that, especially when you have so much flu- excess fluid and stuff removed from your body, <laughs> like yeah. all of a sudden, like you get, like you have the surgery done and you're like, you, you lose some weight instantly. And then, um, you know, that you pass out, like, like that's, that's, that's the worst, <laughs> just not being able to control like your normal bodily movements like that, you know? Yeah. I remember just being super upset. So like, man, was this surgery like a terrible idea? Yeah. Am I dying? Did I do something wrong? Is this a wrong choice? I, I actually thought I had those like, am I dying thoughts when I was getting my, when I had my surgery done and um, I was like, Cause it was just like brutal. Like the recovery, those first few days where you're like in so much pain. Uh, cause I, I had like a ton of pain and then, um, cause I was on like oxycodone for, I don't know. I had a subscription, a, a subscription, a prescription for like, uh, I think I had, I, I had it enough for like three weeks. Yeah. But, but, but I, I didn't, I only took it for about a week and a half to two weeks. Cause I, I don't like taking those drugs. Cause I don't know. It, it just gets weird. Like a, I don't like how I feel when I'm on them. So. Yeah. I was on uh sorry, uh tramadol, a tramadol? Yeah, I had tramadol too. Yeah. And I didn't take a single one of them. I felt fine the entire time. Really? I was huh. never in pain. The only problem I had was the fainting. And then oh, I had to go back. <laughs> I had to go back to the emergency room on Labor Day. Cause I woke up in the middle of the night when I was home to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And when I was leaving the bathroom on the doorknob, my wound vac machine, one of the cords was on the doorknob and it got stuck on it. And because it was like three in the morning and I was tired of shit, it just pulled out. Wow. Yeah. And I called my doctor at three in the morning and he was pissed. <laughs> I bet. Like, he was just like, well, I'm actually out of town. <laughs> they have a 24 number for the question. Yeah but he was pissed he's like well i can't do it but if you come to the emergency room at the place that you had the surgery uh one of the people who's on my team is working in the emergency room he'll just he'll fix it for you okay i spent a ton of time there waiting and then he fixed it within like 30 seconds yeah so, so how, how long how long did you have the wound back in a week oh that's not too bad yeah i mean uh, i mean it's it, it's yeah i mean I think so, so, so. Did you have like drains or anything, or was it just the? Wound yeah, I, I had two drains, and I think those were gone within two weeks. Yeah, my yeah, two weeks for me as well. Um, so running again by mid September. Okay. Wow. But my primary doctor, I realize he's not my surgeon, but my primary doctor was pissed when I went to him again in October. 
he's like wait what because i went back to work like the second week of september yeah and he was like really mad he's like that's not safe like he's like you should not be working until probably like january or running till like january so, yeah. like both those things yeah, yeah i i couldn't go back to work for about um about a month after i had the surgery because i mean i could have went back after three weeks but um my doctor just told me to take it till the fourth week because he's like yeah, it's just better that way because <laughs> he's, he's, he's like there's no reason to rush back um because he said that i could wind up like just you know doing it too fast and i still had like some drain i still had two drains in at that point after the third yeah. week so but if, but um, at the end of that week i had him gone my big thing was that it was like oh so the running was probably dumb on my part but i really wanted to get back into it because my doctor was pushing it mm-hmm. that you know it's good to get back into your routines and like it'll be healthy for you to be exercising with this and like it's fine like there's no yeah. there's no problem but like the one thing i do remember is i was super tired for a long time because it turns out that i was anemic from the surgery so oh, they wow. put me on like slow iron medication and stuff like that but i was exhausted i went to work for the longest time and i go to my morning shift i'd run and then sleep for hours and then get up and go to my afternoon shift and then come home eat dinner and then go right to bed wow wow because <laughs> i got so, barely operated so, 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 so i know i know that you have a side effect from your surgery oh <laughs> yes a side and, effect. and um i i don't have the same side effect so so what what's that one uh I have this line that goes across my stomach and uh, no, I, uh, I don't have a belly button. Yeah. Uh, which is like the weirdest thing still to me, but uh, they, I'm mad about it in a sense because when I had the surgery, like right before the surgery, the doctor originally was like, Oh, you're not going to have a belly button anymore. And then he asked if I wanted to uh, look at like pictures and stuff, or like belly buttons because a little crafty one and uh cost extra money obviously and i think it was like three thousand or four thousand for a belly yeah. button yeah and i was just like i can't see myself paying three thousand or four thousand for a belly button like i thought about it for a while too so i was like maybe i should because if i do the surgery at a later point you got to pay more money for like anesthesia and like yeah stuff. so i didn't but the only thing that got me mad is the day of surgery he's like you know we were looking at it more we think we're going to able to keep your belly button mm-hmm. And I was like, awesome. Yeah. And like two weeks later or a week and a half later when they finally took off all like the uh, padding and like started putting on um, like a compression belt. Yeah. It was like, shit, there's definitely not a belly button there because no one told me that it wasn't going to be there. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, under um, the impression it was now there and it's now back to not being there. I was like, well, that sucks. So they told me that I wasn't, I likely wouldn't have it anymore. And they told me I could buy it, buy one too. And I, I refused. I was like, no, nah, I'm fine with it. Did they tell you the same pricing or? I didn't even, I knew it was going to be like more, I knew it was going to be money that I didn't want to pay. So, and I was like, I was like, I was like, it serves no purpose after birth. Right. I mean, so, so I was just like, I was like, I don't, I don't care. Um, but then I had, I still have it. Um, Cause they, 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 they were like, good news. We saved your belly button. I was like, great. I don't really care. It, it was not important to me. I'm also I'm also not going shirtless at the beach, so I won't look weird. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> but, but but you were you were asking something about? Do uh do you have like um feeling like in the surgery area and stuff or like altered? 
like, like mine's a little messed because mine's kind of messed up. Yeah, I'm so, so I mean, right, the scar, you, I don't feel it, but I, I, I do, I do sometimes get the, like the phantom, the phantom, uh, like sensations, like you know, where you used to have excess skin, um, every now and then, like, um, well, I have, uh, I have like placement issues. What do you mean? Um, all right, my camera is not going to be able to show it, but okay. if, you, if you poke me at my sides, mm-hmm. it feels like it's more towards the front because they pulled a little uh, bit. Okay. So, huh. like, if I get hit sometimes from something on the side, it feels like it's closer to like the my oh, front. Oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't tried, I haven't actually thought it, huh? That's interesting. <laughs> it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens sometimes. And I notice it if I get hit like fast. Yeah by something so it's not completely gone but it's definitely not right sometimes where it's like all right i feel like i'm getting poked like you know yeah. closer to my belly button than it is and it's not because i can physically see what's touching me sometimes yeah it's oh. weird huh. yeah, that, that, that that is that is different yeah i haven't i haven't i also don't get hit with anything usually too often so that's why i can't really say now, now I have to try it, right? Maybe it's not always hitting, but yeah, well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, just like, just like touching, like having not me touch it, but someone else, right? Yeah. Because because if I touch it, I know I know my hands are at my side, yeah. Versus at my front, um, and you know I have a I have a nice hip to hip scar as well. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, we talked about like getting up to the surgery, all that, and now you've lost like the three sixty five. So like. What are some like goals that you have for like let's say the next even the end of this year into next year that you like want to achieve um, along your journey? It doesn't have to be like weight loss, but like anything. Uh, well, for non weight loss related, I'd say definitely nursing. Uh, following through with it at this point. I mean, I know mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm registered for my classes already. Just following through and like dedicating the time that I need to it which I guess kind of goes to like my second one. Like I know what I'm about to say. It's kind of silly, but like kind of honest is I want to do better with like my time management. Um, Cause like, I feel like I'm going to have a lot going on with nursing as far as like studying clinicals, all that. But I still want to make sure that I'm on top of like not eating terribly, like still focusing on like making time to like figure out what I'm doing for meals when I'm getting my exercise in because I don't want to give up on my running at this point. Yeah. I want to be able to have my long run still. I still want to be able to do these other things. And like, I still want to, you know, keep in touch with family and friends and stuff like that. And I feel like one of the things I struggle with now even is my time management is not the best. Like I feel like I'm getting the important stuff in, but there's other important things that I've been letting slide a bit more that I feel like I want to be on top of it. Like I need to be more focused on, getting the important stuff in okay that's very fair yeah um all right so um it's awesome so i i know that uh one thing that you you've done a lot is running marathons and i know you have a few you're thinking of doing this year possibly um so we'll see so so um as you're preparing for like just that curiosity like because I know I've heard people talk about training for marathons. Yeah. Like, like how long, it's how long time, do you usually yeah. train for? Like, is there like a certain amount of months that you like just run every couple of days to just train for it? Or no. is it, is it like a shorter amount of time? 
I mean, everyone has their own training plan. Some people who are like, you know, been doing it forever, obviously can just ramp up and do what they feel is necessary to get them through the marathon. Mm-hmm. Uh, to give the example of the one I'm doing now, um, the next race I'm doing, it's a little skewed because it was supposed to be Memorial Day weekend, but it got, because of COVID, it got moved to the 27th of June. Okay. My training plan for it started the last weekend of January. Oh, wow. Okay. So six months. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And like mine's a little bit longer because of the month skip. So technically five, but there's people who I know have like three month plans or four month mm-hmm. plans. Okay. That's um, cool. So like it started off like week one, your long run will be 13 miles and it slowly ramps up to a point where you get to like this weekend I'm at now. Mine's a little bit skewed because I had to alter everything with the one month change. But if it didn't, it was like I got to like 18 one weekend, 20, 22, 24, 22, 24, I think then like 18, 16, right. and then like 12. And then there's my weekly runs. Like it, people have different ones, but I try to do one day of hill workout, one day of speed, and then some base runs where I just run for like an hour. Awesome. All right. Um, so the way I like to uh, kind of get towards the end of the podcast is I like to ask each guest about a hobby or interest they have. I mean, obviously you like running a lot. Um, yeah. So I, um, we kind of covered that a bunch. Um, I didn't know if you had anything else you'd want to bring up. It can be none. doesn't be weight loss related. I just no, like to, like, like get hobbies. to know. Yeah, I just like to get to know each person a little bit more um, than just weight loss because I, I feel I feel like weight loss you, you can hear you or anyone on multiple podcasts <laughs> and, they, yeah. and they talk about this. It's basically the same gist of what your story is, right? Because it's not the story doesn't change that much. Yeah. Um. Obviously, running has been you know, a huge part. It's something I consider like as an activity, as a hobby that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um. There are other fitness ones that have become a big part of it, but I've been kind of off it because of that marathon training. But I really enjoy biking in my free time now. Um, awesome. Because I ended up doing a triathlon at some point and swimming didn't really stick with it, but the biking is something I really enjoyed. Cool. Um, I do spend a lot of my free time. Uh, well, not as much now, but it is something I would still consider a hobby. Like I still play video games here and there. Not like a crazy amount like I used to. But there's some weeks and nights that I'll still play with friends just to keep in touch. Um, and, and that's nice because you can play online. Like you don't have to, I mean, yeah. if you can't physically be in the same place, right? Yeah. That's why it's big for me. Because a lot of my friends still live in like New Jersey and I have friends that have moved to like California. And it's just like, it's the only way we can do stuff still. Yeah. Uh, we do talk a bit on Discord here and there. But, okay. <laughs> uh, reading i was into for a little bit um that's a back and forth thing it's still a little tricky with my eyes sometimes it gives me headaches if i read for too long so that's made school a little bit more interesting Um, (laughs) yeah uh definitely tv shows and movies are a hobby i know a lot of people don't like those as like something as a hobby and tv show but i'm I'm, i've always been really into like sci-fi stuff so um I haven't been as great recently with that because I feel like I'm just really busy with school and work, but I would still consider those as something I'd like to do if I had more free time. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem. There's never enough time for all the, uh, cause there's yeah. just, uh, so many things to watch like on all these streaming services and t- television. Yeah. 
yeah okay so pretty much my big ones of why i feel like i struggle there's just not enough time in the day anymore for me with like work and school plus (laughs) running and like that that kind of comes back to your time management thing right yeah yeah all right so cool 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 um all right so we like to end at each podcast is i like to ask five questions you kind of answered one of them already um but it's in a segment called brett's corner so question number one is uh, in the next year, what movie, TV show, or, or event are you most excited for? Um, as far as event, I'll throw that one just right at the marathon that I've been training for, just because I've been training for it for you know like six months. Yeah, it's a uh, Buffalo Marathon, twenty uh, seventh of June. Um, as far as the other two, like movie and TV show, uh, one of them is uh is Loki. I've been like waiting for it. I'm hoping to yeah, play. I'm excited for that one. And the other one, I don't I think it's a reboot. I'm not a hundred percent because I haven't been up with it, but like I heard about it and I've been like secretly just like kind of hoping it'll be good is uh the Suicide Squad. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with the other one, right? Well, um some of the characters are in it. Same? Yeah, yeah. So so like, like uh, same like actual actors or like the yeah, same, same is, is actors. Like a, yeah. Is it a continuation or is it a retelling? It's a I've retell- heard different I, things. And I, I believe it's a retelling. Confused, um, I'm like, I like that kind of stuff, so I'll watch it. Because I think Harley Quinn's in it, right? I think she's in it again. I think so. I heard about I, it like in the last like two weeks. I, some like, the other oh, really? I know Will Smith is not in it. Oh, right. But I think Idris Elba, I don't know if he's replacing Will Smith as Deadshot or he's just a different character, like kind of in the lead of the group, like Will Smith's character was. But yeah, um, I'm I'm really excited. I'm also excited just to see King Shark, like eating people. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm I've always been really into superhero stuff, so like yeah, that is that none of this should surprise anyone. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know last week on the show, um, Ben Phelps and I, you know, uh, Ben Jitsu, we talked all about uh, Marvel and DC stuff in in our little hobby and interest segment. But yeah, it, it, it's crazy what they're doing, and I'm I'm really excited for that because I. Also, because it'll be on HBO Max, so I don't have to go to the theater and see it. Yeah, that's something I've enjoyed. It's a lot of stuff on there. I'm also yeah. enjoying. I'm, I'm sure you have. I know the answer is yes, so I don't even know why I'm asking. Like watching a lot of Disney Plus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't watch a ton. I'm, I've watched the Marvel shows, the Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. That's what I. I, I, I watched the Mandalorian, and then I watched. Um, I've been watching yeah, the watch- Simpsons. I've been watching the Simpsons from the beginning because I never. Really? I, I used to catch it sporadically because as a I kid, I wasn't. Al- I wasn't allowed to watch it as a kid, so. I'm in like I season four, a kid, but like there's so many seasons. I don't think I could ever watch this start to end again. Yeah. I'm in like season four. So I haven't gone that far into it, but I mean, it's there's good, 32 though. seasons. So. It's good though. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's easy to watch because it's 20 minute episodes. So yeah. it's like, I'll watch a couple and then I'll turn it on something else. If I'm I still whenever watching I got TV. To high school is when I stopped with the Simpsons. Mm, yeah. But as a kid, I loved it though. <clears throat> I'm sure I'd enjoy it if I watched it. Enough, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so number two is what are two non-health related goals you have for the next year, but you already answered that. So yeah. number three, <clears throat> if someone came up to you saying they were lacking motivation to stay consistent, what three pieces of advice would you give them? Um, so two of my answers to that are kind of strange to me, but maybe they're really not. One is, um, is you really need to think about your motivation and like really figure out if it's, the right motivation for you in the sense that like is there more to it or like is it really what's driving you to like be motivated 
Mm-hmm. Um, the <clears throat> second is at least for me, because like when you, the way you went, well, I for, I know you had we had talked about it earlier. Um, one of them would be to reevaluate uh, your goals for your motivation, as far as like, um, like I'm not like if you're getting disappointed and you're losing motivation and your goal would be like, I don't know, lose, I'm just going to throw a number out, lose like a hundred pounds a week. Like you're going to be disappointed because it's not, fe- it's not feasible. Lose a hundred pounds. On a week. Like, okay. So that was like the complete extreme end. But yeah. like the thing is, if like, it's not something you're going to be able to do or anyone will be able to do, like both are just as bad. Like if you're something you physically can't do or your goal is something you can't do, of course you're going to lose motivation when you're not reaching the goal. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me at least, and the way I was able, this is just myself, obviously, but like uh, maybe you'll agree to some point is making a lot of goals, but smaller and things that are within reach. Cause like, to me, if you have a goal, like it's great, like have a long-term goal. But when it comes to like weight loss and motivation, I just feel like you need to be motivated, but you need to have goals that are actually in sight and that you can actually feel like you're reaching. Because if you don't reach a goal, you're going to get discouraged and you're going to lose your motivation. Yeah. And I, I always tell people like, um, cause people will ask me what's my goal on my, my like, ult- I always say my ultimate goal is to be like 250 pounds. Yeah. Like it's an ultimate goal. But I was like, but I had a goal. I used to, on my Instagram bio before I had more stuff in it. I used to literally have like every 50 pounds was like a goal. So like every time I hit like, when I hit like 50 pounds lost, hundred pounds lost, 150 pounds lost. Like it was a celebration ish kind of thing. Now I'm trying to get to 250, and I've been kind of s- stagnating for a bit. Um, but you know, I know I'll get there. So I, I just, I, it's also like, you know, you can celebrate stuff other than the scale. Yeah. <laughs> like, like so much of it, like you can celebrate like NSVs, like sitting in a booth using a not only needing one seatbelt on an air on an airplane yeah when you fly stuff like that like they you, still do the same thing though in the sense that it's going to make you feel better and it's going to boost mm-hmm. your motivation oh yeah for sure it's, that's what it was for me like when i first started um i, I think i talked about this on formies that i know you, you listen to i don't remember if i did like sometimes i don't remember if it's just like i'm talking to you guys or if it actually was on something but um, I made literally like a 10 to five pound goal list. Well, not a, oh, sorry, uh, like a reward list. Mm-hmm. So every time like I hit that, I'd like do something for myself because, you know, re- trying to aim for things that are out of reach, just you lose motivation if you don't find smaller yeah. things. To and and one thing I try not to do is taste. not to se- not to reward myself with a food. Yeah, I never. Yeah, There was once I did that, but that was different. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i did it once for uh when i ran my first marathon i was like i'm gonna have pizza because like i never eat pizza anymore yeah so i was like that night after doing a marathon i feel like not that i deserve it but it felt like a good goal to myself like hey you could do a marathon you could eat some pizza have fun. Plus, plus how much how many how much, how much stuff did you burn that whole day right oh, yeah six thousand seven thousand calories yeah i, think. I have no, no i'm just guessing awesome <laughs> but um and I guess my last one is also to reevaluate what consistency is here in the sense, like this is the way at least I look at it is like, when you say, are you being consistent? At least to me, like, like it has to go with more like the second one about like your goals. But if your thing is like, you want to be consistent, like could be 
how many days of the week do you feel like you're hitting your goals and like your plan or whatever it is that keeps you going? Like for me, okay, seven days a week, phenomenal. But I don't think to me that's realistic for a lot of people, especially if you're just starting and you're looking for motivation. But if you can get like 50% of your days to be like the consistency you want, like that's a good start. Yeah, that, I mean, definitely. Maybe, maybe even less than 50% is still good. It really depends on yourself and how you feel about it. But I think setting your consistency, because like your question originally was about consistency and finding motivation to find consistency. But like if your consistency goal is something with the second one that isn't, you know, obtainable to you yet, you're going to get, you're going to lose motivation. So it's not really a change to motivation as much as it is fixing yourself with your idea of like consistency and your goals. But as far as consistency, like you're still doing good if you're like, you know, you're still making changes better than you were the day before or the weeks before. Cause like I, for me, like my easy example is like, you know, I was eating takeout, you know, seven days a week, multiple times a day. If I'm only (laughs) eating takeout, you know, five times a week instead of seven, is it great? probably not but it's definitely better than seven days a week it's it's not great but like i always say like small incremental changes like give you the sustained results yeah and i think that'll give you the motivation and when you start seeing progress but like you need to set yourself up you know to succeed Mm -hmm. yes was inconsistency in the way you look at things you you know it doesn't change overnight so if you can change your mindset you'll definitely get more motivation when you see the progress and sustainability is so key. Like you can go on a, yeah. any fad diet that's out there right now. Like, I mean, you know, you can pick your, you can pick your poison of, of a diet, but if you don't like find one, that's going to be something you can sustain over yeah. years. And you have to figure something that's successful to you. Yeah. Cause if you pick something that's not you, then you already know you're going to fail. Yeah, and definitely. And you're not going to find your motivation when you, when you start seeing negative results. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's always interesting because you always hear about people being motivated and they're always motivated like the first week and, and then the yeah, second yeah. week. And then by the third like, week, like maybe the third week where I'm like, I'm like, all right, how's it going? Because, uh, you know, I have friends that try to lose weight and then like by the third week, like you start to lose the motivation or like the willingness to stay on track. And like that's that's when the rubber hits the road, rubber meets the road. And you really find out like how how committed they are to do it yeah i mean it's different for everyone but that's how like tim at least me you see a lot of different from the resolutioners around like new year's mm-hmm. to at least myself like sure i started really close to that but like my motivation with like the eye stuff and like my knees were really big for me as motivators to really push yeah. sometimes i feel like people find some motivation but it's not like i don't know how to word it but like it's not motivation that really resonates within them to like their core to like keep going or push. Mm-hmm. They'll find something that could be something silly and then it gets them going for like a week or two. And then they just kind of give up because they lost their motivation, which yeah. sometimes I question if it has to do with like their consistency or their goals being way too, you know, insane, or maybe their motivation really from the beginning wasn't that great for like the reasons why. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, you have to, f- you have to find some of the small goals that you can really, meat because if i mean like you know you know you lose if you if you lose two pounds a week that's eight pounds in a month right where and but if, if you want to try to if you want to lose 15 pounds in a month you know can you really do nearly four pounds a, day, a week like it might it might not be possible for everyone so that's, yeah. that's that's where realist reality needs to come into play too like what you can actually do 
So that's that's where it comes all back to the sustainability. Yeah. Because you could do it like I mean, the first week you might lose seven pounds of water weight, and then the next week you gain a pound because you didn't like. Who knows? Yeah. Um, b- body's weird. All right. So moving on to question number four, what have you discovered about yourself during your journey that surprised you the most? Um, the two things I mean to me were really close. One is just how much I enjoyed being active and running and mm-hmm. doing like other workouts too but mo- mostly we'll just say running because that's my major one it's just like you know i'm literally spending six to seven days a week uh running like i've literally run i, I am at least a minimum of 13 miles on a saturday or sunday for my long run for over a year and a half like i haven't run a long wow. shorter than yeah. that i think <laughs> yeah. i missed one weekend for when i had to quarantine for uh covid wow and i, I didn't even have covid when my coworkers tested positive and i started mm. Yeah, but that was like the only weekend I missed. Luckily, I did my run before I had to quarantine on one of the days because they couldn't contact me because I was out running. <laughs> and I saw the phone when I got back, and it was like really sad. But uh, mm. I was like, "Hey, at least I got my run run in." But uh, yeah, um, just you know, because that was never me, like mm-hmm. in high school and like younger and even after like i i never saw myself as a person who'd want to be active multiple days a week or go to the gym or do any of that but i think even like greater than that i surprised myself was like how much i could accomplish if i actually really like applied myself and tried yeah because i feel like one of my hardest things growing up with like school and like weight loss is i never really pushed myself to do it and i kind of just like you know at least school i kind of just floated by and like didn't care i didn't have like some passion or drive to do anything so i didn't care if i got bad grades because it's like what does it matter yeah i I totally understand that all right um let's see last question (laughs) if in 150 years science fails to save us all and all that is left is a book about your life what would the title be and what would the blurb tell us about mike uh all right, so I sat around for that one for, you know, I had about an hour and I really like that question, but I'm just like trying to think of things without sounding really goofy. But at the same time, like that's just kind of how I am. But I was just like, the, 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 first... question, is, the question is kind of designed to bring out yeah. a goofy answer too. So like the first thing that came to mind to me was just like, it's just so silly. But like the thing that came to mind was like title, Michael Stern the nurse practitioner and and the blurb he pushed himself really hard and brute forced his way through everything in life except for saving us science did not prevail i i like it i like that you used part of the t- part of the question in, <laughs> yeah. in, in your blurb um i sat through it and i was like man there's gonna be way better things i'm gonna think of like an hour from now and a week from now and like a month from now and be like i'm gonna imagine to brett and he's gonna be like you're so dumb why did you not say that (laughs) (laughs) and that's the kind of stuff that makes me laugh though yeah yeah i I like it any question and stuff like weeks from now like man that was a really witty response i really wish i could have remembered it when it mattered (laughs) so hey now, now this response will live forever so you have that that's true Um, all right so um wrapping up here real quick if uh, anyone would want to contact you on social media instagram whatever where could they find you um 
I think the best way, obviously, is Instagram and MySpace. Uh, same name at seriously underscore uh, Mike Stern. That's what I'm still using. I think I am. You'll probably yeah. have it, but listen. Yeah, I, 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 I have it in the show notes exactly where to find him on Instagram. Yeah. And um, I, I, I'll, I'll link his MySpace as well. I'm sure it'll be I'm very super curious easy. if he still exists, but it definitely had the same name, which is the worst part. Uh, awesome. Mostly just Instagram. Yeah. Like I, I have Facebook. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't really use it as much. Yeah. And like you have me on there. Like you don't see me post often. Like I take one picture I, here and I, there. I, I, I don't. Well, and you probably I, don't even use it that much. I, 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 I mean, I post mostly like memes when I see me good memes, mostly from the yeah. dad page. Cause I, you know, gonna be a dad. I am a dad now, as of this recording, as of when it record, as of when it publishes. Um, so I, I just love the memes on that, and that's mostly what I share. And then sometimes pictures, but that's about it. Um, all right. So it's really good to have you on the show, Mike. I hope to have you back again. Um, until next time, just gonna say bye to everybody, and just remember to become more.